Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Joshua, and officially welcome you all out to another video of mine on my YouTube channel, on my Facebook pages. I want to say thank you all so much for joining me today. For those who are watching me later, as everyone's coming in live, I want to make sure I talk to you all. I want to say thank you all so much for clicking on this video. If this is your very first time and you like the vibes, man, after watching this video, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. I would love to have you part of my community here online. And for those who's been watching me for a long time or for a little time, but you've already subscribed, I want to say thank you all so much for your continued support and just you trusting um, the spirit of God working through me as a vessel that's submitted to him. But as everyone is coming in live, let me know where you watch it from. Let me know what city you watch it from, all that good stuff. And um, share this video, like it, all that good stuff, because what we're going to talk about today is very pivotal. Um, because in the days that we're living in right now, we have to assess ourselves not as a servant of God, but we have to assess ourselves as a soldier in this kingdom. Vanita's here. Hey, coach, I'm watching from the gym. Thank you for watching from the gym. I hope you're getting uh, that workout in physically. And I pray this video gives you some spiritual um, workout as well. Uh, I'm going to push out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Vanita, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Universal Discipline, I appreciate you, bro. It's all love, fam. I'm glad what I'm doing here is a blessing. So go ahead and share this video. Get out to as many people as possible. And let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about five signs, five signs you are a good soldier of God, five signs that you are a good soldier of God. And as everyone is coming in, make sure you share, get you a pen and paper, because I have a lot of notes that we're going to cover today and um, all that good stuff. Let me make sure I uh, say what's up to everybody else. I'm so sorry. Canada in the building. Thank you, family. I'm watching from Jamaica. Thank you for watching, Sandria. Watching from the crib. What's up, family? What's up, Jay? How you doing, my brother? Chelsea is watching from Cleveland. Please pray for me as I have COVID. God's already your healer. You good. Uh, you already straight. Take care of yourself. Get your vitamin D, your vitamin C. Um, get some rest, and you'll be good, family. Ashley, coming in from Houston, Texas. Uh, thank you for watching, Ashley. Lisa, watching from Cali. Uriah Hill, what's up, Coach E? God bless from Brooklyn. It's been a while. I know it's been a while. This is like the first video I did since last Tuesday, but uh, I'm about to get my, my reps up, about to get my rhythm up, so I look forward to teaching you all. I love doing Q&As, but I feel pressed on my heart to make sure that we really get into God's Word and really go deep in it and, and see what the Word wants to do for all of us so that we can grow in the things of God. Lanita, what's going on? Thank you for watching. Tuning in from Panama. Thank you so much, Nate, <clears throat> for watching from Panama. Let's get right into it. I'm going to go ahead and pull my notes up. Today we're going to be talking about, like I said, five signs you are a good soldier of God. And the main text for the day that we're going to dive deep and root ourselves is 2 Timothy 4. Oh, no, no, 2 Timothy 2, um, verse uh, 4. This is a very uh, um, important scripture that I think we all need to really understand and to really grasp because it's one of those things that we really have to assess. Oh, everyone's still talking. What's going on, Nate? What's up, family? Um, let's get right into it. The word of God says, um, no soldier, hear me closely, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits or affairs since his or her aim is to please the one who enlisted him. <clears throat> so this verse right here, we're going, you're going to see in my notes. We're going to break down. Let's get right into it. Before we do, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity you've given me to pour into your people. I pray this video is full of your anointing. I pray that it's heavy. I pray that it's, that it's, that it's, that it's uh, like the word that you said it is. It is sharp and, is, and it pierces and it, and it penetrates all of us. And I pray, Father God, that you breathe through me as a vessel. I come against any type of demonic hindrance that may come against me or everyone watching. I pray this video was... It's, it will be concealed full of your glory and that you will be pleased in it and through it, Father. So we thank you. We welcome you in this discussion, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's get right into it. Next point. 
We're going to talk about this. The main thought is this. Whatever you are focused on will flourish. You've heard me say this many times. Whatever you are focused on will flourish. That's our main thought. So remember that as we go deeper. The problem. Many believers have become civilians and not soldiers. They have been groomed to love this world and not to focus on the missions of heaven. They are missing from the mission. Let's break that down. Many believers have become civilians and not soldiers. The Bible talks about us being pilgrims, that we are supposed to be pilgrims passing through. It is very pivotal that we understand as believers that this place right here is not our home. As you can tell through the climate of culture right now, you can tell that this world is giving is is, is giving off those evil vibes, that, that the world that we live in right now is not uh, God-friendly, God-centered, and, it, and it's leaning towards the persecution of those believers. And that's why it's my job as a preacher, as a speaker, is to get us back focused, to get us back sharp, to get us back in a place where we're in the things of God and we're growing in those things so that we can be well-equipped when things are coming up against us. But many believers have become more like civilians than they are soldiers. It's unfortunate how many people have made this world their home. The Bible says, love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. And the Bible talks about how all those things will pass away. Right. But it's unfortunate how many believers through these these modern day churches and modern day preachers, these hired men and women of Satan that's being used to cause the sheep to become even more dumb and numb and up under their thumb, controlling them. They created a culture where people really want to live here. People really making and building lives here. But the word of God talks about that this life is nothing but a vapor. It's here, they ain't going tomorrow. 150 years from now, each and every one of us, everyone that's watching, including myself, will be dead and gone. We have to understand the value of life. We have to think about where are we investing our energy, investing our time in, and, and flourishing which kingdom. And it's unfortunate many believers have become more civilians than soldiers. Keep going. They have been groomed subtly, subconsciously groomed to love this world and not to focus on the missions of heaven. It's, it's crazy how people ask God for money, but don't ask God for a mission. God will fund missions more so than just giving out money. God wants us to be or find our missions within his commission. They'll be able to find our purpose, to find out what is the commander of chief want us to do in our particular areas of influence. That's what we have to think about. Unfortunately, they have been groomed to love this world and not to focus on the missions of heaven. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, the, and his righteousness and all these things will be added. The top part of that verse is talking about people worrying about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat. When you a soldier of the kingdom of God, you are provided by that kingdom. You are protected by that kingdom. Right. And, and with that comes benefits. And when you understand that, that you are connected to a God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And if you heard me say this many times, that not only does he own the cattle, but he owns the provision of the cattle, which means that his provisions is multi-layered. Then you can walk fully trusting that you are going to be fully empowered, fully protected to focus on your mission at hand. But most people want things in their hands and they wonder why things are missing. They're wondering why things are not flowing in their lives. They have been groomed to love this world and not to focus on the mission of heaven. What is God's mission for you? What is heaven's assignment for you? What is the commander in chief through Christ assignment for you? What is the Holy Spirit leaning you to do? When you know that you're a soldier, you'll think differently. You won't find yourself entangled in the civilian affairs of this life. Let's keep going. Next point says they are missing from the mission. 
They become so much lovers of this world, lovers of self. The word of God talks about in the last days, people will be lovers of pleasure, lovers of self. And as you see right now, social media has allowed that to be even more prominent because now people are, uh, their identity is based upon how many likes and how many hearts and how many shares and how many how much attention they get their way. But they're missing the way they're supposed to follow. Next point, let's get some definition. Soldier by definition is a person who serves, a person who serves in an army. A definition of a soldier is a person who serves an army. Next point, whether you like it or not, you are a soldier in one of two armies. Hear me closely. Whether you like it or not, you are a soldier in one of two armies. Either you are operative soldier, operating soldier in God's army or Satan's army. There's no options. There's no, 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 mean by that. There's no middle ground. There's no, oh, I'm just in the grave. No, no, no. You one of two sides. James 4.4 4 is a very pivotal scripture. Yes, ma'am. James 4, 4 says, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy of God. People love to read one side of God's attributes. People get so hung up on God's love, and that's real. But you won't be able to fully understand God's love until you understand God's holiness. People uh, are, are so one-sided when it comes to God's character, but they don't understand the full attribute of himself, that they're not un they're not fully aware that, yo, God is a God of love, but God is also holy. And we have to understand his holiness in order for us to fully grasp and appreciate his love. It's going to be hard for you to really appreciate the love of God if you're not fully aware of God's holiness and his requirements in Peter where it says, be holy for I am holy. Now, holiness doesn't mean perfection. Holy means that you're only used by him, that you're only reserved for him, that you're not a halt between two opinions, one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom of God, operating on two sides of the kingdom, being a spy. You see what I'm saying? Being a, a double agent. You feel what I'm saying? Subconsciously or consciously. But it says, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world, friendship with the world is enmity, enmity with God, meaning that you become an enemy of his, meaning that you're in opposition of him, right? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Who are you friends with? If we look at the fruit of your life, what, what fruit of friendship, what friendship are you pulling from? Are you more friendly with the things of this world? Are you more friendly with this world system or are you a friend of God? Wherever your feet find themselves will determine what type of fruit you bear and what type of friendships you have. And we have to really assess our hearts and say, am I um, focused deeply and immensely in the things of this world or am I genuinely and truly bearing fruit, bearing fruit from my fellowship with the father? You're, there's no in-between. Either you are on the Lord's side or you are a direct enemy of his. Let's keep going. Next point. How soldiers get entangled. The verse says this. It says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 4, it says no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his or her aim is to please the one who enlisted them. That verse is so dense and that, that, that it, it talks about how 
that we as soldiers, our ultimate aim, our ultimate focus, our ultimate mission in life is to please the one who enlisted us. Enlistment proves that salvation began with him. The Bible says no one seeks for God. No one's out there saying looking for salvation. It is the goodness of God that draws us to repentance, that draws to a place of revelation and recognizing the realness of God, the realness of our depravity and our desperate need for salvation. Then that's what gets us to the place of this is not our home. Nothing in this world is contributing um, to my salvation. Only the immaterial things through his spirit is really enabling me to fulfill the mission here. But everything in this world, the love of money, the love of pleasure, the love of promotion, the love of all these different things are not beneficial to us, but detrimental to us. Now, how do soldiers get entangled? I think there's what, maybe 10 points there. Right now, we're going to talk about how soldiers get entangled. Soldiers meaning believers. This is something that you have to keep an eye on to observe yourself, to make sure that you're not finding yourself entangled in anything that will cause you not to flourish and to be sharp and disciplined as a soldier. Number one, how soldiers get entangled? They neglect time with God. The enemy's ultimate objective is to assess your commitment to your time with God. And we're not talking about hours and hours and hours. We're not talking about praying in a corner <clears throat> for multiple hours. We're talking about fellowship. No matter what, we're all investing time in something. We're either investing time in, 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 in TV, time on social media. No matter what, if you break your 24 hours down and you really think how you use that time, you will really see a lot about yourself. But how much of that time do we dedicate to God? Now, the good thing about God is, is that we, in our fellowship, we welcome God and everything. So that increases our time with him. So when you sin, it's hard to, it's hard to incorporate God into that. It's hard to invite God in certain areas when those different things that you're embarking on is a direct enemy of the things of God. But when you are living a life of complete abandonment and you completely submitted to the one that's enlisted you, then you will welcome God in every area of your life, therefore increasing your time with him because in everything that you do, you acknowledge him. The Bible says, trust not, trust the Lord, um, What's the Proverbs 3? Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to only understandings. In all your ways, give me. I was going to sneeze. Acknowledge him. Give <clears throat> me. He'll direct your path. When you understand that, you will, since you already acknowledge that you are nothing without him, then you will acknowledge him in all of your ways. Therefore, you will spend more time with God and you will desire to spend more time with him. But how do soldiers get entangled? When they start investing more of their time in the things of this world, Investing in things that they know consciously is what God is not pleased in. And that's where people get it mixed up. Oh, where God loves me. No, when you really, you're not going to be able to really appreciate his love until you recognize his holiness. When you realize, yo, he's holy, I can't mix it. I can't mix with these different things. I can't, I can't vibe with this. I can't hang out with these people. I can't do X, Y, and Z because I know these things God is not pleased with. So neglecting time with God. Number two, vain thoughts. How do soldiers get entangled? Vain thoughts. The enemy loves for us to only know a little bit about God. He loves when we only know about this much about God. Because what he understands is, if this is all you know about God, all I got to do is bring suggestions higher than your understanding of God. So now the Bible says, uh, uh, casting down vain imagination, every thought that rises itself against knowledge of God. But if this is all you know about God, he'll rise his imaginations. He'll rise suggestions right above that. And then you find yourself caught up in these different persuasions and influences. And you wonder why you're losing your way. 
But you got to get to a place as a soldier that you understand what the word of God says about you. What is the word of God says about the things of his life and that you don't get caught up in the vanity of life. Because when you become vain, you will entertain vain things. And then you start entertaining thoughts that you should not be entertaining, cause you to be entangled in stuff that if only if you would have rooted yourself in God's word you and have faith in it, you will see that this thing was worthless it was not worth your time invested in. How do soldiers get entangled? Vain thoughts. Thinking too much on things that God warns us not to think on or it shows us where we should think and we're choosing not to think. Number three, how do soldiers get entangled? Becoming too absorbed with temporary things. How do soldiers get entangled? They become too absorbed with temporary things. A soldier can start. That's why you got to kill the flesh daily. Because as a soldier, man, you you can rock out with God in the beginning and the vibe is cool, but the enemy is not just going to stop. After Satan tempted Christ and not yeah, tempted Christ in the wilderness, the Bible talks about that he left him to a more opportune time. You saw him trying to come through the Pharisees. You saw him trying to come through Peter. You saw how he tried to come through different people. The enemy is not going to stop. That's why soldiers got to be like the, 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 the premium gentleman in Gideon's army who went to the water but didn't bow their head to the water but brought the water to them and kept their head on a swivel. Because when they brought the water to them and kept their head on a swivel, not only, not only were they watching, not only were they refreshing themselves, they were all, there was also watching themselves. The Bible says watch and pray lest you too fall into temptation. But unfortunately, most people make idols out of refreshment. So what they do is when they come out of a tough season and money is in their life and opportunities in their life, they bow and worship of that thing versus understanding that there's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with being rich. There's nothing wrong. The Bible says the love of money, not money itself. There's nothing wrong with refreshing and enjoying life. But as you bring the refreshment to yourself, the thing is you bring it to you. You bring it to your level. You don't bow down to its level. The Bible talked about the guard people in the Gideon. They brought the water to themselves. You could tell your, your disposition by your position. You could tell where you are based upon where you bring things or where you go to things. But when you are a soldier of God, you always understand that no matter I got a promotion at this job, it no matter that I'm making more money now, no matter what's going on in my life, I keep my head on a swivel because I'm still a soldier. But when you become too absorbed with temporary things, yes, the water was a great opportunity to refresh them, but that's a temporary thing in battle. You got to stay focused and not become too absorbed. But what mess up a lot of believers, <clears throat> soldiers along the way, this along this journey and in the midst of this battle, what they do, they become too absorbed with temporary things, too absorbed with this job. That's temporary, too absorbed with these these whatever. And they lose themselves and they become like civilians. All right. Next point. Bad company, bad friendships. What causes soldiers to get entangled? Bad company. You know what I'm saying? Bad associations, bad friends, bad influences, bad counsel, bad company. That's self-explanatory. What also causes soldiers to be entangled? Doubt, disappointment, and discouragement. Listen, the Bible says uh, in this world you're going to face trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. When you understand that, you're going to be disappointed in life. But disappointment and doubt and discouragement should not bring you five levels down into depression. You're human. You're going to have doubts. The young man, the man that asked Jesus to heal his daughter, I believe it was daughter. He says, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. Honesty is key. 
for help. You got to go to God. That's why closed mouths can't be healed. You can't. You how can you be healed if you're not willing to confess and get it out of your chest and, and give it to the one who's the best, right? And so when you do that, you you now open yourself up to be ventilate vent, venting it and being healed in the process versus allowing that doubt to be uh, shut inside. And then all of a sudden it drags you down to depression. That's how soldiers get entangled. They, they have doubts. Oh, I kind of doubt God. I doubt. But but usually our doubts are predicated in our lack of understanding of who God is in his attributes. Disappointments and discouragement. People going to disappoint you. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be discouraged. But a soldier is focused on what the word says. A soldier is focused on what his com or her commander in chief says. And that doubt gets out quick. That disappointment no longer has any more appointments. That discouragement now turns into encouragement because they know in whom they believe and they believe they, they trust in the one that's enlisted them. Next point, how soldiers get entangled and ask yourself if these points pertains to you. How do soldiers get entangled? Carelessness and laziness. Carelessness. You got to be sharp on this journey. You can't just be loosey goosey, man. You can't be careless. You got you can't just be out here just whimsically just going throughout your day. No, you got to be sharp and focused as a believer. You got to glow about you if you're a believer. The demons know that you that they what you represent. They could tell by your light. Don't you think that the demons can see who's really on, on the Lord's side? You become a target. You can't be careless when people when demons care too much about your destruction. You got to be sharp. We got to be on point as a soldier. But what soldiers do, they get comfortable. They get comfortable. They, they were they were focused in the beginning. And then they start caring less because I ain't really that much stress in life. The enemy loves attacking you when you in a false sense of peace. When you're in a false sense of peace, false sense of peace means, oh, I got enough money. Oh, I'm out of this situation. Life is good. No, you can't get comfortable. Comfortable getting comfortable causes you to be careless. And that's how they trap you up when you're careless <clears throat> or just lazy. Soldiers just start getting lazy, man. No, there's still work to be done. Next, being too available. How soldiers get entangled? They're just too available, man. You can't just be available to everyone. You, you just can't be too available because you open yourself up for ticking time bombs that are demonically used, right? You don't understand that people, if you're too available, you're too open for business, the enemy can slide people into your life. And all of a sudden you think that person is your wife. You, you think that person <clears throat> is your husband. You think that person is a true friend. And then you start opening yourself up to them. You start uh, uh, without a lack of discernment, start giving your heart to them. Then all of a sudden, after two years, that demon says our time is up. Then that person leave. People just don't leave without a reason. Some people may leave without a reason, but that demon has a reason because the damage has been done. You can't be too available. How do soldiers get entangled? They have an unguarded heart that goes with being too available. The Bible says, guard your heart for from it flows the issues of life. You got to guard your heart with all vigilance. You got to guard it because that thing is too precious to not be guarded. But soldiers get entangled because now they got soul tie. They become emotionally invested, emotionally attached to this person, that thing, that whatever, they become too emotionally attached. And now when they're emotionally attached, they think it's logically sound. They think that's where they're supposed to be. And then it causes their destruction. Next point, how do soldiers get entangled? Pride, 
They get full of themselves, puffed up. Their head get big, full of knowledge, puffed up, full of accolades. They think they somebody now because they know a few scriptures. You've got to always stay humble as a soldier. You have to realize you will never be greater than the commander in chief. You will never be greater than the most high. No matter how high you go in life, you will never be able to reach the, the 50th level beneath God, no matter how high you go. But pride. Soldiers start feeling themselves. They nice with the gun. They nice with the with the war. They nice with the, the strategies and tactics and they get full of themselves. And the demon loves the demons love when you get full of yourself because then you capsize. Then you fall over because your head too big. Last but not least, how soldiers get entangled, loving money and what it affords them. Money is not a problem. It's the love of it. That is money answers all things. Money is a great tool. It's a great resource. It gets things done. It helps. It helps ease its tension. It helps ease its pain. It provides provision. But how soldiers get entangled, they begin to love not the money. I don't think people just be kissing dollar bills and kissing one dollar bills and hugging them at night. It's what that money affords them. It's what that money gives them access to. And then that's why the Bible says you can't serve God and money. Why does the Bible say you can't serve God and money? Because those two are two forms of provision. When you begin to love money more than God, you're now telling God that money will do. But do you understand that when, when money is out, that's when God shines out the best, shines the best? God, Money money is limited, but God is not. Anybody, no, People can rob your money, but people can't rob your God. You feel me? God can God can show up no matter what. And I, I love favor because favor helps me save money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When the favor of God surrounds me like a shield, no matter where I go, I have favor and it saves me money. But what entangles a lot of soldiers is they want more money. They want to be provided beyond the levels of God see God seeing fit for your provision. Do you not understand as a cap? God is like the NFL. Not the NFL. NFL guys, a cap. NFL, NBA. They got a cap. That's a cap. God knows that there's a certain amount of money that's not good for you. There's a certain amount of money that's going to make you um, leave Him. Right? There's a scripture that says, "Father." Holy Father, don't make me too poor that I steal, nor make me too rich that I leave you. There's a certain baseline that God already through his foreknowledge knows that you are capable of managing it without losing your mind. That you, he knows there's a certain amount of money that you're only able to manage. But what do people do? Bump God's will. Bump what God want to do. I'm going to make as much money as possible. And then when you make more money than you are able to manage it without, without, <clears throat> without the safety of your mindset and your submission to the mission of God, then all of a sudden you lose yourself. How soldiers get entangled? They neglect time with God. They have they entertain vain thoughts. They become too absorbed with temporary things. They entertain bad company or surround themselves with bad company. They allow doubt, disappointment, discouragement to, to produce depression, which then opens the door for death. Carelessness and laziness. They become careless and lazy. They become too available. Their hearts become unguarded. And their hearts become full of pride and they become lovers of money, which leads them to becoming lovers of themselves. Now, the next I need some interaction from you all. The next point is this. What are civilians? What are civilians concerned about? I'm going to go to the chat box right now. Let me know some of the things that that are civilians are too concerned about that soldiers shouldn't be concerned about. What are some things that civilians are concerned about? What are civilians concerned about? What are those things that you think that they are too, too invested in? From the text, it says no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, civilian concerns, etc. Since his or her aim is to please the one listening. So I'm going to the chat right now. 
If no one comes to the chat, then I'll go ahead and um, go off the top of the line. You are speaking the whole truth. God gets the glory. Uriah says, needed this. All these points are affecting my relationship with God. God gets the glory. Say it louder, coach. Amen. God gets the glory. Uh, are you always on time? He's always on time. I'm glad that uh, others' opinions. Yes. So some civilians right now. Oh, we're going to we talking good now. <clears throat> some civilians, like Vanita says, are overly concerned about other people's opinions. Listen, the only person's opinion that matters is God's opinion. What does the word of God say about you? But civilians have a low self-esteem. Soldiers, self-esteem is at a top level because they know who they are. They're invested and they're not here. Like, like I'm not going to allow myself to be so caught up in, in this life when it's, I'm only going to be here temporarily. Civilians are overly concerned about other people's opinions, and it's unfortunate. We should never be at a place where we become too concerned about what other people think about us when, don't, when they don't have foreknowledge, when they don't have the omni, omniscience of God, when they don't have the omnipresence of God, because some people will label you best based upon the level you own right now. Do not allow people to label you based upon the level you own right now, because when you adopt the label of a person, it will keep you at that level. You're going to always outgrow people. You're going to outgrow people's opinions because people's opinions doesn't mean it's from the facts of God. Great. Marcy says material gain. Civilians of this world, <clears throat> people who are who are uh, anchored here are overly concerned about material gain. If you've gained salvation and you've gained hope in God, you're good. Materials fade, but we got to invest in the immaterial. I taught I taught this about how, and I'm gonna talk about the Holy Spirit tomorrow, Lord willing. But most people focus so much on obtaining marriage, obtaining a family, obtaining a job. They like these material things, a car, a house, all those different things. But we are unable to manage material things without us having the fruit of the immaterial. How can I how can I truly manage and invest in a marriage without the fruit of love, without the fruit of joy, without the fruit of patience, without the fruit of of peace? How can I how can I truly manage the material without the immaterial? So when you understand that, that I'm going to make sure I keep holding on to the immaterial things of God, allow the fruit of the spirit of birth so that I can when I gain material things, those material things won't gain me. My pastor said on Sunday, there's nothing wrong with having things, but just make sure those things don't have you. Pastor Gould said that, and it's true. Like, it's okay to have things. God created this earth beautifully. This thing is amazing. We're talking about the earth, not the world. The earth is different from the world. The world is the world system, the world ideologies. We're talking about the earth. We're talking about the grass, the trees, the land, the animals, the nature. We're talking about that. He created those things for us to enjoy. But but if you gain material things but have not gained the immaterial, it shows you don't have the spirit of God in you and it shows that you're not saved. Thank you for that. Civilians are overly concerned about material gain. The king's handmaiden says the opinions of people. That's right. We just talked about that. People are overly civilians are concerned about the opinions of others. Divine 15 says clothes, fame, fancy cars. That's right. Like fame is the wrong, wrong thing to pursue. It brings unnecessary attention to yourself. But civilians are so caught up on how many subscribers can I have? 
how many followers can I have? And they get so consumed in that that they lose their way. And sometimes soldiers become civilians and they start saying, well, I got to go get these nice clothes and, and get fame and fancy cars. Man, that stuff is crazy, yo. When that's your ultimate pursuit. But when you when that's not your ultimate pursuit, no matter what suits you in, it suits you and you straight. You don't have to worry about like for me, it'd be dumb for me to go pay a, a thousand or fifteen dollars for a suit when I can get that when I can get a nice looking suit for for 10 percent of that. You see what I'm saying? Or less. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't mind going to Goodwill. I don't mind doing what's what's frugal and what's uh, best for the money. But when you're so focused like a civilian I, I, for attention, basically what this is for fame, clothes and fancy cars is rooted in attention seeking. I need validation and I need people to see me and I need to feel like I'm seen. That's unfortunate. Jay Lamb says politics. That's right. It's crazy how in this season families have been torn because of politics. Civilians are concerned about politics. Soldiers are concerned about kingdoms. We are supposed to be consumed, not consumed, but we're supposed to be more invested in the kingdom of God than national politics. That doesn't mean that we can't invest in, 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 in study and in time with understanding politics because we as believers should be positioned here to make sure the land have the righteous leading it. But when you when you concern yourself more about the USA than you do the kingdom of God, then that shows idolatry. But politics in this season definitely show that civilians are overly consumed and soldiers. That's why you never see me post anything political. You never see me post political. Do I have pol political opinions? You best believe it. But am I going to post politics? No, because I've got my ear to the kingdom of God. God, how should I move? If, if Trump wins, how should I move? If Biden wins, how should I move? I got my ears to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You notice that he not he's not a president. He's not he he he's just he's not a president because a president can be voted out, but not a king. A king can be killed, right? But a king, our king rose. You see what I'm saying? So it's unfortunate how many civilians and people and soldiers are overly consumed with politics when they know that most of them are friends behind the scenes. Let's keep going. Vanina says the way others see them instead of seeking God's opinion. That's real. Money, entertainment, relationship, self-pleasure, money, retirement, savings, job security. That's right. Like all that stuff can be snatched from you. But what cannot be snatched from you is the favor and provision of God. It doesn't matter what comes down the pipeline against believers in persecution. I know my God will provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Not according to the riches of my job. Not according to the glory of my job. But he provides all my needs according to his and that's paramount to understand because your money can get snatched. Your retirement savings can be snatched. Your job security can be snatched. How can those things be snatched, Josh? Those things can be snatched because what if there's a death in your family? What if there's certain things that happen and that money starts getting drained by that? But when you know God is your provider, it don't matter what comes your way. It don't matter if they start taking job, taking my job away. I don't care what they take away. They can't take my God away. And, and money is not the only way that God provides. Um, Deshaun said, if God's perfect, life should be perfect. If God is perfect, life should be perfect. When we perfectly position the things of God, we see how things perfectly are playing out. When we compare our lives to others, that's right. Y'all got a lot of good things, a lot of good things. Acceptance, approval. All right, that's right. So great point, great dialogue, y'all. But that's not what we soldiers should be entangled with. We should not be entangled with civilian affairs since our aim is to please the one who enlisted us. Great dialogue, y'all. Let's go to the next slide. Five signs of a good soldier, and I'm out y'all's way. Five signs of a good soldier. 
These are the things you want to look inside of yourself. And these are the things I'm going to look inside of myself constantly, daily, every moment that I even have a moment to even think about. Right. I'm going to ask myself, am I being a good soldier of God? Because we got to make sure that we're war ready. We got to make sure that we're ready for the persecution that's coming. We got to make sure that we're ready for for global persecution, national persecution, local persecution in house persecution. You see what I'm saying? You got to be ready as a good soldier. And here are five signs that you are a good soldier of God, that you're focused, that you're ready to go. Number one, you are a faithful follower. Sign one. The first sign that you're a good soldier in the kingdom of God, you are a faithful follower. Uh, this soldier follows Jesus and his commands no matter what. If, if the word of God tells you X, Y and Z, are you following all alphabetical letters? If the word of God says this, if the Holy Spirit tells you do this, are you willing to say, for God, I live, for God, I die. I will be faithful to you no matter what. In order for you to be a good soldier of the kingdom of God, you got to do X, Y, and Z. The Bible says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. In order for you to be a good soldier for the kingdom of God, you first must be a converted follower. We're not talking about those Christians, quote unquote, quotation marks uh, that they rose their hand and went to the altar, but there was no true conversion. There's no fruit bearing through repentance. There's no evidence that they were even a Christian. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when the Holy Spirit does something inside of you, reborns you, and you start feeling the regenerating process of the spirit indwelling you as a vessel. When that is evident in your life, then you begin, you have the opportunity to follow. And But you have to ask yourself, am I faithful follower? Am I willing to follow him to the end? The Bible says, they that endure to the end shall be saved. This is a question you have to ask yourself. If it comes down to your life, are you going to deny Christ or are you going to lift him up higher? In the early church days, they were singing songs to the guillotines. They were singing songs when it was being lit on fire to light up Nero's garden. You see what I'm saying? You got to get in a mindset right now as a soldier. That I pledge my allegiance to the kingdom of God, no matter if it costs me my life. And most people are not at that place where they say, I will follow God. I will follow Christ, no matter if it costs my life. And that you have to answer that question, because if you can't answer that question, you're not going to follow through with God. But a good soldier says, hey, man, you like his disciples. And when Jesus looked at them, see, Jesus was popping for 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 a big bulk of the of the Gospels. He was popping until he started saying hard sayings. And then people started walking off and he turned to the 12 and was like, you're going to go with them also. And one of the disciples like, where shall we go? <laughs> you're the one, the holder of life. What's the maximum time of death? Drowning six minutes? But what is the joy that we believers hold on? The absent from the body is present with our Lord. But when you love this world more than you do the world to come, the, 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 the life to come, then when it costs you your life as a single person, will you follow God even if you never get married? A person that only makes five figures, six figures. Uh, would you follow God if you never made another dime, if you lost your job? Well, are you willing to follow God no matter what? No matter what it costs you, because no matter what it costs, you're still reflecting on what it costs for you to be saved. And if he if he can pay that much in cost, oh, he'll take care of me. <laughs> if he if he if his blood can cover the, the sins of the whole world. Now, hear me what I'm saying theologically. Just because his blood pays the price for the entire world to be saved doesn't mean everyone's going to cash in. OK, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. when We we'll talk about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
But five signs of, you, of a good soldier, you a faithful follower. You follow Jesus and his commands no matter what. It don't matter if it costs your life. I sign up. Let's go. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But once you swallow that vitamin, you'll feel yourself vitalized and able to stay focused on the vision. Number two, one of the other signs that you're a good soldier, you're a forfeiter. You cut off anything that poses a threat to their. They cut off everything and anything that poses a threat to their success in Christ. You you don't mind forfeiting friendships, forfeiting family. I forfeit. I, 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 you can take it. Here's yours. I don't want it. I don't want it. You, if you want to walk away, cool. I'm, I'm committed. You can leave me, but I'm not leaving my allegiance. A sign of a good soldier is that they'll forfeit anything for Christ. I, whatever. Take my job. Take my money. Take my opportunity. If you don't want to if you don't want to wear my last name on the back of your jersey, take your jersey off and go go somewhere else. You see what I'm saying? They, they cut off anything. Cut off anything is not just external things, but you'll cut off certain thought patterns. You'll cut off certain emotional habits. You'll cut off certain emotional attachments. You'll cut off certain diets. You'll cut off anything to make sure you are premium, premium shape to be able to fulfill your, your heart. Yes, that's sad. Matters of racism, this civilian. Like, there's only one human race, fam. The devil loves division. He conquers through division. You see what I'm saying? Like, like Paul even talked about denominations and churches and stuff like that. Like, like we're getting so we're more pro black, more pro white than we are pro the kingdom of God, more prone the creator, the one that created us. And it's crazy how we allow racism again, which I think, and don't get me wrong, that's racism in our world, but I think it's more stereotypes. It's more we're making stereotypes into the, we're bringing them to the racism category when 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 we should be having conversations of what, of what we feel comfortable in our lives to live with. But racism is another smoke screen to divide our country, divide people. And it's crazy how people are overly invested in something that is really not as prevalent as it was back then. Is there still racism? Best believe it. But but it, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not going to be more pro black than I am pro kingdom of God. Sorry. It is what it is, fam. Uh, forfeiters. They'll cut off anything, habits, hidden things that's going to affect them because it don't matter how well you look. It doesn't mean it, don't, it doesn't matter how well, how how fit you look to us. Until that fitness is tested, we don't really know how fit you are. You can have all the muscles, you can have all the form, you can have everything. But until that is tested, we don't know you truly fit. So you can have all these hidden things going on, but we don't know if you fit and legit until that thing is tested. Number three, another signage of a, of a good soldier in the kingdom of God. They're very familiar. This is very important. They're very familiar. Probably my favorite one besides number one. Or probably tower number one, they're very familiar. They're very familiar with God's voice. They're very familiar with their divine weapons. And they're very familiar with Satan's device. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. We're not supposed to be ignorant. We can't be ignorant of God's voice. We can't be ignorant of our divine weapons. A soldier is very familiar with their weaponry. A soldier is very familiar with their generals and commanders' voices. They are very familiar with the devices and tactics and strategies of the enemy. If they're not familiar with any of these three things, including fellowship, fellowship means they're very familiar with their brother and sister and what they need and how they can support them in community. They're very familiar. If you don't know God's voice, if you don't know the divine weapons that are powerful enough to destroy and pull up strongholds, if you're not familiar with Satan's devices, if you're not familiar with any type of fellowship so that you can confess your sins amongst yourself so that you may be healed, you are setting yourself up for defeat. 
How can God use you if you don't know his voice? How can God use you if you don't even know how to use your weaponry, use your word, use your prayers, use your all those different things to, to pull down, uproot strongholds and, and become successful? How will you be? How will you be able to fully function in the kingdom of God if you don't understand that you don't have accountability and people that watch your back as you watch their back? A sign of a good soldier, they're very familiar. Do you know his voice, yo? Do you know your weapons? Do you know your device, satanic devices? If not, man, you can, some of us right now are in traps right now, and we don't even know we trap. We're like the frog in warm water. It's comfortable right now until all of a sudden we've been slow cooked. The devil loves slow cook. He don't try. Demons don't try to murk you quickly. They love when you get comfortable because the temperature is just right. They got the water at the right temperature because when it's at the, when it's hot, you can jump out. Oh, it's, that's too hot. If it's cold, you'll jump out. But when that thing is right at the right temperature, lukewarm, that's why people are so comfortable in this world because people have been dying to be lukewarm. They don't want to be hot. They don't want to be out there and they don't want to be too cold because they don't want to be looked at as a as a, as a, as an as a unbeliever. But they but the water has gotten warm. The environment has gotten warm. The environment has gotten into the L.A. weather where it was sun all the time and it's, cool, it's warm. People get comfortable. When you get comfortable, you become complacent. When you become complacent, then you ain't going to be able to be sent anywhere to be to do anything effective but you cannot be ignorant of god because if god tell you to make a left you gotta you pledge allegiance whatever god i'm going because it could cost you and save your life number four another sign of a good soldier they are fighters they don't give up they are determined and dedicated they don't give up in this world you're going to face trials and tribulations the bible says count all joy and go through various trials because you have knowledge knowing that the testing of your faith will produces patience and when patience have had its perfect work you'll be complete whole lacking in nothing when you know god you have foreknowledge on how you oh i understand what this this pruning season is you thinking it's punishment no it's just pruning but a sign of a good soldier they're fighters Hey, I'm going to fight through this cancer. I'm going to fight through this disease. I'm going to fight through this, this, this situation. I'm going to fight through it. Are you a fighter? Uh, number five, they are focused finishers. They get things done. When God said, write that book, do you get it done? When God says, start that business, do you get it done? When God says, talk to your neighbor, do you get it done? When I talk about in church, when God said, go to your neighbor and give them the word I gave in your lip, do you do it? A soldier? Yes, sir. On it on it right now. So you got to be such a good soldier that you are intentional. Uh, is it intentional? Yeah, you intentional. You you and God got so much fellowship. You 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 see it, you you bowed it already. You only got to ask God cuz you already know. But you get things done. A soldier is one who is a faithful follower, a forfeiter, a a person a soldier a person that's very familiar with God's voice, their divine weapons, Satan's device and fellowship. They're fighters and they're focused finishers. I hope this message was a blessing to you. <clears throat> hope you got something out of it. I hope it really gave you some things to assess and reflect on because we got to make sure that we're, we don't get become, become like civilians and become lovers of this world, become lovers of self and lovers of pleasure and not lovers of God, man. We got to ask ourselves, are we war ready? Right now, these last days are, are, are prevalent and, and they're, they're in our face. But so many of us are so blind, we don't even know our place in the kingdom of God. And we got to know now. And you got to pick a side or a side has already picked you. You just got to operate in it. And if you are a soldier that's entangled in any one of these civilian affairs, and I'll show it again for those who came a little later. If you're if you're trapped in any one of these. Oh. If you are trapped in any one of these things, 
You're neglecting the time of God, entertaining vain thoughts, too absorbed temporary things, bad company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> you got you to gotta ask the Holy Spirit, untangle me, unplug me, dislocate me from this. I want to be in you. And you got to really assess, hey, man, what is the cost? Do you know the cost of following Jesus? Are you ready to sign your name on that dotted line and say, no matter the cost, I'm going to follow the boss. You see what I'm saying? Are you willing to cut off things? Are you really to be familiar? This, these things are, are required of us. Through the help of the Holy Spirit, it is our through our free will from our fellowship with the Father that we start doing these things. And I hope this is a good reminder. Hope it's something that's going to help you stay sharp, stay focused, stay vigilant, and stay on those things of God. Uh, Coach Josh loves y'all. I got to go. Hope y'all got some from this. Tomorrow, uh, Lord willing, I'll be doing a video on how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Um, so hopefully I do that video, Lord willing. Um, but I'm going to get back in the teaching mode, get in my teaching bag, uh, um, because I think we need to really understand the word of God a little bit more and really hold on to certain texts to see if we can uh, um, uh, get all those things out of us so that we can be in position to do the will of God in our lives. I love y'all. Uh, make sure you check out my website. Make sure I get that IamUnplugged.com. IamUnplugged.com for books, card games. I think I have some of my books here. I actually do have my books here. Uh, well, I have about five of them. Got the Purpose of uh, Freedom, book on soul ties and strongholds. Got this book called World War Me. It's a book on um, spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God. Dating prep book. It's a book on dating yourself, dating God, and hopefully helping you position to be dateable. My first book, Unplugged, talking about the things that unplugs from the world. And my newest book, Counterfeiter Counterpart, How to Continuously Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Life. This book's a great book. So all these books are available on Amazon, as well as my other book, The Purpose of Singleness, I don't have here, as well as my children's book, As He Says. So check them all out on my website, IamUnplugged.com, or just simply go on my website um, or, or go to Amazon and get these books. These books are available there. Um, place uh, We got courses as well, uh, areas for you to give, support, all that good stuff, T-shirts, all that good stuff. So I'll see y'all next time. Y'all be blessed and chew on this word a little bit long, man. Really spend some time with God and see uh, what what change you need to make. I love y'all. See y'all next time. Peace.